0: Cornerstone Conversations. Having a chat with Neil and Matt.
1: Hello everyone and good morning, Matthew. Good morning, Neil. Welcome. Hello. How's things? Great, thank you. Yep. Yeah, uh, good. Heard you lost your basketball game by one point. I don't. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Due to your failure to shoot.
0: Failure failure to launch at the end. Uh, no. Unselfish play is what it was. I could have I could have you know, seven seconds to go, one point down. Ball in hand, could have taken the shot, passed it up to someone else who decided in a better position. Who decided not to do anything with it? But it's my fault that we lost. Oh well. Uh, not bitter about that at all. But just shove the knife in <laughs> straight away, Neil. Well, well, welcome. Yeah. So,
1: how many games left in the season?
0: Uh, oh, I don't know about seven or something like that. Until until finals. finals. We're in the top four at the moment, but after last night's loss, mm. I'm I'm not sure where we're going to sit. But you know, we're doing we're doing all right. We're not wooden spooners. There's nine nine teams in the comp.
1: This season, nice. So that's good. So you'll probably be in the finals, I'd say. Well, hopefully, yeah, yeah. Hopefully, if we don't, we can talk about that. We when w- we, get
0: there. we won't mention that we were up by 17 points at half time. <laughs> no, we won't mention um, that. Apparently, there was an AFL game the other day that was oh, that was a worse. Bit like that I'd, I that don't was heartbreaking two in a row. I don't follow the AFL, so I wouldn't, Carlton wouldn't lost know.
1: on the last kick of two games in a row oh, in the dying minutes.
0: And you're a Carlton supporter. Oh, I was crying. You are a Carlton. Yeah, we were talking about what makes destroyed. a grown man cry just before, so we there you were, go. Yeah. It was when Carlton loses, yeah, twice.
1: And then my other team in rugby, Broncos, missed yeah. out on finals as well after being right up there all year as well. That's okay, just,
0: just, okay, can I just ask that you man, don't... Man, I think I might pl- just be pl- depressed for the rest of the year. Can, can, can I just say, please don't support my basketball
1: team. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, okay. Yeah, uh, thanks. I'm on board for that. Yeah, great. All right, great. So, awesome,
0: got that out of the way. All right, we have. moving on.
1: Uh, this week, Matt, we're looking at uh, dwelling in unity. Yep. Uh, I guess one of the things that I've noticed... That can happen with our Christian walk is that we get very complicated. We start to, uh, it's not almost dig too deep. Well, it is it's dig too deep. Sometimes people start to get in on issues and, yep. you know, doctrines that they, they hold so dear that they let go of the actual point of Christianity, which in my opinion, yep. and what I believe the Bible teaches is that relationship. So yeah. the relationship with God and the relationship with each other. Yeah. Um, that that was restored, that that's the point, and to love God and love people. And uh, oftentimes I've seen people sort of veer off, um, getting lured away by different doctrines and things like that, that, you know, end up, while they're trying to, to prove a point or be right, they end up not loving people yep. and lose the actual essence of Christianity. Yep. Um, is there anything you've ever noted?
0: Yeah, for sure. I think people can get really tied up in in different rules and regulations and um you know, just that that enforcing of of a particular standard or or uh attitude or or law as they as they see it, you know, to to pick up on one particular thing or or whatever and and that really harms harms that relationship, you know, like mm. if if you don't, you know, you don't meet my standard, then yep. you know, I'm going to be you know, I'm not going to, I'm going to withhold my love from, from you. So, yeah. you know, it's certainly, certainly really um, destructive Yeah, with that.
1: Um, Very yeah, destructive. And, you know, there's, there's a verse that talks about it saying, you know, that, um, you know, be kind and tender, tenderhearted towards one another. Mm. Um, and I feel like that's sometimes missing in the Christian life, that yeah. kind and tenderhearted until forgiving one another, until we all come into unity of the faith yep. and of the knowledge of the Son of God. And it's like, you know, we're all going to be bringing different perspectives and understandings, especially when we're first Christians, that yep. we're working through. Um, but even here on earth, I don't, I don't believe there'll ever really be a time before Christ comes that we all are in, together in agreement yeah. on everything.
0: Absolutely. And Absolutely. so that
1: forgiving, understanding, being kind, being tender-hearted is a massive thing because it's like, be like that until we come into the unity of the faith. So yeah. there'll be this point where it's unified, you yeah. know, and I don't think it'll come until Christ comes back, to be honest. Mm. But, um, yeah, trying to live like that. So I was just thinking back to my early years as a Christian and how simple they were. Yeah. I feel that my Christian life is still quite simple.
0: Yeah.
1: Um, in fact, if people say to me, oh, that, that was a really good message, it was really simple, Yeah. I don't take that as an offence. I'm like, it was simple, but it was good. I'm like, yeah. so it's simple, bad. You no, <laughs> no, definitely not,
0: and and I think you're right. We can we can certainly overcomplicate things, and that that's bad. Yeah, yeah. So so keeping it simple.
1: Yeah, doesn't yep. mean that you don't you know dig deeply into the Word of no, God that's right. and, and all those things. That's, that's very right. important for our growth. But mm. but in the end, if I've lost my love for my brothers and sisters, yep. and if we've lost unity in a church because we're disagreeing on doctrine or yeah. In some cases the colour of the curtains. Yeah. There's something very, very wrong with us. Yeah. And when our heart has not been turned towards Christ. Mm. Is that why
0: we don't have curtains?
1: Yeah. sure. No, that's not why. No. So I wanted to look at Psalm 133 in regard yep. to that. It's a three yep. verse Psalm and in its title was A Song for Pilgrims Ascending to Jerusalem. So getting up going up to Jerusalem and it's like they're all coming in to worship the Lord. Yeah. And David's obviously, in his heart, just seeing that picture of you know, people coming together for one purpose, yeah. uh, to glorify God. Mm. Um, and so I'll read it out yeah. from the NLT. How wonderful and pleasant it is when brothers live together in harmony. For harmony is as precious as the anointing oil that was poured over Aaron's head that ran down his beard and onto the border of his robe. Harmony is as refreshing as the dew from Mount Hermon that falls on the mountains of Zion. And there the Lord has pronounced his blessing, even life everlasting. So, short, sweet. Good one. But really points out the, the, uh, I guess, the treasure of being in harmony or having unity in your church. Um, And what I love about it is that it's not just good or wonderful, but it's also pleasant. and you know, there's things that, that we might like, but they don't bring that pleasantness sometimes. Mm. You know, they're good. Yeah. We, we think, yeah, great. But, you know, it's it's so amazing that it's two things. He says, wow, this is amazing. This is wonderful, but it's also pleasant. In other yeah. words, there's something sweet about Christians gathering together in harmony that, mm. that is sweet and almost like a flavor. Yep. Um, and God looks down on it with approval. Yeah. Um yeah, so thinking about the world in general, yep. Matt. Yeah. Um think about an earthly family. How good is it when you're in a family that has no strife and how often is it that a family does have strife, do you think? You don't have to give exact percentages. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Uh yeah, I don't know. Like, um, so you're talk- you're talking a, a worldly family, yeah, a yeah, non-believing yeah. family. Yep. Um. Yeah. Look, I think there's always. I mean, and this is a this. I think this is a generalisation from things that I've I've noticed. is there's always seems to be conflict going on. Yep. Even you know, m- most of the time, there's always some underlying conflict that that seems to be going on that I've I've recognised in the interactions that I've had with with non-believing families, and I think. You know, I think that's that's the reality of it. Is that we are all, you know, everyone's unique, everyone's different. We all have slightly different perspectives and all that kind of stuff. But um, so I think there's always that underlying opportunity for mm. for that. Um, what's the word I'm looking for? Conflict, maybe. Yep. yep. Um, but there's, you know, we've talked we've talked about it before about the conscious to- the conscious choices of of choosing. Choosing to go God's path over our own desire and all that kind of stuff, and so yeah. I think when the spirit's in us and we're and we're working through that, there is a you know there is that space that and you know while there might be disagreement, you can work through that, and it's you know there's certainly I think there's you know certainly a difference when when God's the focus in that you know what I mean like yeah does when, that make sense? It probably doesn't answer your question
1: good one for me um, yeah. <laughs> yeah yeah I, I guess like so when you look at a family that in conflict and I have seen it many times especially when it comes to money and wills, yeah you see families yeah, absolutely sure. torn apart, and it's
0: and it seems a lot more self-focus yeah you know it's all about individual
1: and not about the us and
0: not about the us yeah yeah
1: and so looking on those things Matt if you looked upon a family that's just torn by all these fights, you know, yep. sisters and brothers not talking to each yep. other, family yep. split, um, husbands and wives split yep. as well. So um, that's pretty common now. Um, what's that spectacle? Is it good? Is it pleasant? Oh, definitely not. No, no. no. You look upon it and it's just like it's heartbreaking, right?
0: Yeah, definitely.
1: Well, imagine that with a church as well. Yeah. Looking on. If, if we're outside of the church and yep. we're seeing, we're looking at the church and we're going... Why would I want to be part of that? Yeah. Those guys... No, for sure. They're not fellowshipping. They're not no. friends. They're, That's right. You know, they're fighting about everything. Yeah. No, honestly, is that a display of God's glory in any way? No, definitely not. No. And, and the thing is that the fellowship, the, the church fellowship, when you actually enter into it, can be so strong in forming mm. strength for you, strength for others and things yeah. like that. And yeah. we don't have to worry about the uniformity. So, because we've got unity, um, we're not all going to be the same. We're not all going to think the same, but we can have a unity. And um, the more unity there is, the more wonderful, the more pleasant it really is to look at.
0: Yeah.
1: Um, And so, when we think about our Christian unity and and the benefits of it, um, it benefits us. Yeah. It benefits everyone in the congregation, the brothers and sisters that we fellowship with. Yeah um it's really good for converts to faith so you mm. know we got people that just become a christian they're like man these guys love each other and they love jesus yeah you know you can see that and they they're kind and and good to one another yeah um and it's very very good for those outside of the church looking on um mm. to look at it and go wow that church it, it's different yeah you know um and it should be you know the loving heart should be it should bring a heart pleasure and also give pleasure to other people in terms of you know uh, their like nature and you know if if you're living in that loving environment mm-hmm. as a person yeah it's really good for you as well yeah yeah so that's the first thing is that unity It's a good and pleasant thing the the next one was Aaron's o- the oil on Aaron so Aaron was um the high priest, yep. and um, Moses' brother-in-law. Yes. And so he was anointed with oil, and when they anointed with oil in, in the Old Testament, it was a really sweet-smelling, beautiful oil that flowed down, and it was meant to be on their head, you know, anoint their head yep. with oil. Yeah. But the result was that it flowed down from there onto his beard and onto his garments, in other yep. words, that... Um, it's like the the love that we have for one another that actually flows down, and yeah. anyone underneath that influence mm. is blessed. Yeah. Um. So even the lowliest member of the household is blessed mm. because the love that is flowing down. Yeah. Um. And also set apart by that anointing oil for service to God. Yeah. Um. And when we're dwelling in love, we're much better able to actually serve God well. Um, and I'll ask you this question, Matt. Mm. Is God likely to use for his glory those who don't have any love?
0: Let's say that again, sorry. Is, is God, God likely love? to yes. use
1: yes. people yes. for his glory yeah. who don't have love? No. no. Why?
0: Well, because God is love.
1: Yeah. You know, like that's...
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah people who love people are drawn to people who love
1: yeah that's right
0: you know i mean and, and it's like what you were saying before how you know if you're someone on the outside looking in at how how as a church as a church community we're treating each other and and all of that kind of stuff then that's you know if you got infighting and people being mean and nasty to each other why would they bother to come mm. and and be a part of that like why would you deliberately put yourself in a place where you're going to you know experience that yourself so you know definitely not that if we don't if we don't love then god's not going to use us
1: yeah yeah that's right and so it needs to flow down that yeah that whole love needs to flow down and and i think we're going to look at a couple of verses at the end where it talks about building of friendships and you know if we don't allow our love to flow out yeah it's just gonna you know it's just not gonna work yeah okay and then the last sort of picture that was in that psalm mm. was the Jew of Mount Hermon. Yeah. The Jew of Hermon, and it descended on the mountains of Zion. Okay, so um, it's the alpine area in Lebanon, and yep. what happens is that this beautiful, fresh, cool mist comes down from the height Yeah, down into um, Zion. Yeah. And so it helps plants grow... But it's also very, very uh, refreshing. Mm. And, you know, I think that's part of unity that is so amazing. Yeah. Like when you come together in unity, you leave refreshed, not exhausted. Absolutely, absolutely. Yeah. yeah. So how do we create that atmosphere in a church then? Well, I, well, I think, I, it, I I think, think it is just, on Sunday.
0: you know, just just loving on people. You know, mm. that, that's I think that's the en- essence of it is that you, you know, you as you love there are things that you um, you know like you overlook differences and, and all of that kind of stuff and so you know as you love people as you, as, you know regardless of who's walking through the door you're, you're loving on them and, and they feel welcome and you know you're not there to stop them at the door and say sorry you can't come in because of this 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 and this or mm. whatever but you know it's it's to be inviting people into that space and you know and, and when, when that harmony's there then you know, everything, you know, it's, it's like that Jew. everything is, is really good. It's refreshing and it's, mm. you know, you want to be there, you want to come together and, and share together and, yep. you know, cause it's, you know, part, part of us coming together is to, is to get out of the, the stuff that's in the world around yeah, us, you know, and to, absolutely. you know, like if it's, if there's no different. You know, no difference in the environment from in the church to outside, in the outside world, you know, then what's
1: what's yeah. the point?
0: You know what I mean? Like, yeah. yeah,
1: that's exactly right. And on so, Sunday, for example, so I was just getting this picture in my head. Uh, you know, Dave's looking at these pilgrims coming up to Jerusalem. They're, yeah. they're, they're set aside time, their life to yeah. come. And yeah. it could have taken weeks for them or months even, you uh. know, to get there. But the whole point was that they come there for a purpose to just glorify yeah. the Lord, to to worship him, to be yeah. in harmony. Imagine if we could sort of harness that same attitude for ourselves on a mm. Sunday, you know, that, yeah. you know, we're not coming to church from obligation, but this is a trip that, that we're making. We're saying, you know yeah, what, for sure. I'm going and and I'm I'm getting refreshed this morning and bringing, yeah. bringing that unity. Um, yeah. It should be pretty exciting, really. Should and, be. yeah, and, and cool. I like the last bit. For there, the Lord commands a blessing, you know, or announced his blessing in the version we've done, yeah. even life everlasting, that yeah. there's this declaration of God over a place of unity. Yeah. This place is blessed.
0: Yeah.
1: Yeah. God blesses. Like there was a, there's a story in the old Testament where, um, someone was asked to curse Israel mm. and they said, I can't, how can I curse what God has blessed? Yeah. That's how powerful his blessing is. It's mm. like, <laughs> you can tell me <laughs> to do that, but it's just yeah. not going to work. And yeah, we really want to do that, you know, and mm. have that love and happy children, um, yeah, not not all coming in with this debating mind, you know, no. to debate everything and look at all our differences, but working in unity and the power of the anointing that can come when when that happens and we become one heart and one spirit, yep. right, so we're, we're joined together. Yeah. And and in his, his will, yeah, basically. Yeah. Um, it's it's an amazing place to be, and I have been there. And You know, I was just talking on Sunday just about my early church experience, as I said, but it was just very simple. You know, mm. you go to church on Sunday, you worship. Yeah. You go to prayer meeting, Yeah. that's what you do as a Christian. Yeah. Um, you don't sacrifice Sunday for other pleasures. No. Maybe every now and then you'd go off and do something, but it's not this regular, hey, I can't go to church because I've got this, yep. you know. That's my life now. Um, you know, not, not taking out the enjoyment of life with that because we don't want to make that a religious rule either. Mm, but, mm. you know, the, the whole heart was we gather together. You yeah. know, we have a home group or yeah. whatever it is yeah. that you have and you, you attend that and, and you build those relationships. Very, very important because I don't think you can really dwell in unity until you know one another. No, that's right. And learn to love that's one right. another. I think
0: that's a, I think that's a really key thing now too, particularly in the in the world we're living in now with, you know, post post COVID or mid COVID or wherever we're at and you know, everyone's getting used to working from home and yeah. Zoom meetings and all of that yeah. kind of stuff and live streams and you know, which is all all great, but there's not that there's not that con- community and connection when you're in that space and you know, maybe maybe you can't come on a Sunday, but if you're in a small group as well, you can get together with a small group of people and just you know, like like minded people Loving on each other, yep. walking the journey together. You know, you can you can very easily become disconnected if, yeah. if you're not if you're not involved and For sure you know in that space. So I guess that's the that's the challenge, just to make sure that we're in that space of of regularly connecting together in, in whatever way that is, but but physically doing that, not not just sitting back on the couch at home watching the screen or you know what I mean. Yeah, like,
1: yeah, that was a one challenge. of the like the podcast my daughter sent me the link and they're uh, talking about you know. Uh, was it? Instagram. Yeah. And the average time people spend on that is two hours, but they said that most of those are, I think they called them weak or, um, you know, sort of relationships that are very much, hey, I've met this person, I've got their Instagram page, I'm friends with them. Yeah. Let me build that weak link with them. Yeah. And people spend a lot of time making friends with people that aren't deep friends. And, yeah. Yep. And they're saying that the then the strong connections are neglected. So Mm. if they're spending an average of two hours a day building those weak ones, um, but the strong ones are wasting away. Mm. Um and I thought, wow, imagine like you obviously wouldn't probably spend two hours a day with those with the strong connections except for your family. But what if you said instead of two hours on Instagram you spent half an hour actually with a friend? Yeah. Building that friendship and and strengthening those ties. Mm. Um and you know, my observation is that people with bad relationships are never happy. That's right. I don't know about you, but I've noticed that. Yeah. I'm happiest in life when my relationships are good. Yeah. Um. Yep. So Romans twelve sixteen 16 uh, says, live in harmony with each other. Going back to that unity, the harmony. Don't be too proud to enjoy the company of ordinary people. Don't think you know it all. So again, if you look back to that psalm, it's like,
0: yeah.
1: don't think that you have to put your you know, opinion out there and you know everything and everyone else is dumb. Mm. Every other Christian doesn't know because that's going to separate you. Yeah. Um And to also be open to those friendships with anybody. Yeah. You know, don't just look for the important people. But, you know, um another thing I read, I was just talking about, you know, you know, we might lose some friends because of fortune. In other words, you know, they leave town, they die, whatever it might be. Mm. Um but then it said, But how many friends have we lost because we haven't first made a friend? basically, yeah, yeah. you know the opportunities that we've had that we haven't taken um and I wonder how many that would be mm. and the other thing was to just be jealous of our friends like don't don't let the time that we have here on earth be stolen by other things, um but to be jealous of the friendships that we have, invest in them, mm. make sure that they're a priority in life yep. Yep. um second timothy two twenty two Run from anything that stimulates youthful lust. Instead, pursue righteous living, faithfulness, love and peace and enjoy the companionship of those who call upon the Lord with pure hearts. Mm. Yeah, I think that's the the thing, that journey, the pure hearts, the companionship. Yeah. Which we all crave, desire and God wants for us. Yeah. Including with him. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, that was basically it, Matt.
0: That's good.
1: Yeah. Yeah. and you know what? I just really think Christian life should be so much fun. Yeah. It should be so enjoyable. We should be meeting with awesome people with good hearts towards the Lord and doing exactly what it's saying in Timothy, living righteously. Yeah. Nothing to be ashamed of. Pursue yeah. that righteous living, faithfulness, love, and peace. Who would not have a good life with those things? Yeah. That's right. Yeah. So, yeah. Good. Press in. Be unified. unified. And don't make your faith too complicated. No, it's good. <laughs> yeah. Awesome. Okay, see you, mate. Thanks, mate. Bye.